Transferring wealth successfully starts with asking yourself questions that will give your family a better life now and for generations to come. In this podcast, financial professionals John and Michael from Copper Beach Financial Group guide you through eye-opening questions to help you discover the truth about your wealth. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome to The Truth About Wealth with John and Michael Paris of Copper Beach Financial Group. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Good. Good morning, Eric. Doing great. How are you? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. i got a question for you. You ready? Yes, sir. Uh-oh. Well, I, I've got three things. What do these three things have in common? My treadmill, my mother's old sewing machine, and my deadbeat uncle. Oh, boy. <laughs> what not, uh, not being used a lot? Oh, you're so close. None of them work. Ah, there you go. <laughs> and I hear we're talking about things that don't work today, so I had to bring that up. Uh, <laughs> hey, Eric, don't quit your day job. Okay, all right. I'll let you guys handle the funny stuff. Jiminy Christmas. Man, what a critic. All right. <laughs> I thought it was good, Eric. Thank you, Michael. I appreciate that. You're my, you're my new favorite. I'm just going to let you know that right now. So, Michael, I'm going to let you start off because you're my favorite. Uh, what are we talking about today? Oh, ouch. <laughs> well, this is – today we're going to – do something a little bit different from prior podcasts. So we're going to get back on our case study series. So we're going to talk mm-hmm. about a case that we worked on at Copper Beach with a family that was on our family CFO platform. But we're going to do it a little differently this time. And this is going to really be about a family that ultimately did not work out for our platform, which a lot of the prior podcasts have been about case studies that we really uh, had a long-term relationship with the family. This is going to be a little bit of a different one. So we're going to take a little bit of a different spin about uh, this podcast with this family and and why it, it didn't work out for a multitude of reasons. Because we've talked on prior podcasts that not every family really wants what Copper Beach offers. Mm-hmm. Uh, some aren't ready for it. Some think they're ready for it and turn out to not be ready for it, which I think is maybe this family. So that's what we're going to cover on today's podcast. Yeah. And here's the thing is that if we came onto every podcast and said oh, all the things that worked and it worked every time, that just isn't true, right? You, you've you've said this in multiple podcasts that you're not the perfect fit for every family because there are certain things that you do that some families don't want to do or just can't. And so it's okay not to be the exact fit for every scenario. And I, I love the fact that you're willing to be very vulnerable and open about a scenario and a situation that just didn't work. And I'm intrigued to hear why. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll jump in here. It's, it's really, um, I'll I'll jump ahead two seconds. This happens quite frequently in a lot of the cases we work with where there's a discovery of things that are uncomfortable, if that makes sense to you. Mm -hmm. In this particular case, a lot of, a lot of the things that were in the closet came out that were not comfortable to this particular client. Mm -hmm. And there's a bunch of reasons I'll go through with, with you in a minute, but that, but that doesn't surprise us, but it's our ability hopefully to get the stuff on the table to be able to discuss it, emotionally wrap their hand, arms around it and fit it into some kind of a strategy that allows them to move forward. So it, it's really not an uncommon thing, but, but this was, this was kind of a special case. I'll give you a little bit of background. All right. Um, he's, he's a New Yorker mm-hmm. owned eight major apartment complexes wow. in the city, not married. His wife passed away, I believe a while back and he had two children. And his major thrust in life was create, create real estate and keep building, building, building. Matter of fact, funny, his office where he sits today, it was two doors down from where he sold candy as a child. Mm. This guy's in his late 70s. So he's a New Yorker. He's been around a long time. But a a wonderful gentleman, 
um, how I met him was through a conversation. And I started to ask him our pointed questions. And we've had those on our podcast before. And I asked him uh, if something happened to him tomorrow, what would happen to his organization? And he looked at me with that normal stare we get. He said, that's a great question. Uh, I'm not sure. So we had a, a cup of coffee. We we're going back and forth. And I, I intrigued him on a lot of fronts. And he said, you know what? I'd like to meet you and your son. I'll drive down to where your office is outside of Philadelphia. I don't mind coming down. I have some stuff to do in Lake City. And uh, I want to meet your son. And what you guys are talking about is intriguing me. So we uh, cleared our calendar. He came in and brought his CFO. And we sat for, what, Mike, about three hours? It was about yeah, three hours in our office. I think it was that long. Yep. And, and as I'm speaking, Michael was speaking, he's taking notes, both of them, copious mm -hmm. notes. At the end of the meeting, he said, okay, I got to ask you two a question. I took down 19 ideas that you guys brought up or, or questions you asked me that no one's ever asked me those questions before. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why. I'm, I'm, I'm really not happy about that. I have two of the best law firms in New York at least I think they are. Their, their, their reputations are the best of the best fifth generation law firms. And no one's ever asked me these questions. So I said, well, not uncommon to us. So we went into a dialogue and he said, you know what? This is great. He said, I'm going to go to Atlantic City. John, I'll give you a call next week. Meet me in the city and we'll further our discussion. And I want to hire you guys. So I said, great. Sounds like a plan. Met him in New York City. We met uh, at the uh, Italian American Club in New York. Uh, we're both Italians, mm -hmm. and uh, and uh, we sat and had a nice nice dinner. And he just said, "Here's what I did, John. I took these 19 ideas, and I went to my law firm and I said, are you familiar with these ideas?'" And the gentleman I spoke to said, "Yeah, we are. Was well, there any reason why you never brought these up?" Well, you're not. You have to be in that sequence. You have to be in that rotation with us. What rotation? <laughs> this, wow. is, this is important stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to hire these guys out of New Jersey. Well, if I can interrupt here, Dad, that was from uh, from my standpoint and yours too, I think. One of, I don't want to call it a red flag, but that yeah. was one area that I think started, it really at the end of the day, started things off incorrectly. And, and the reason why I say that is because we in our role, like to take the family out of the middle. Listeners have probably heard this uh, quite a bit on prior podcasts, but we take the family out of the middle and coordinate their advisory teams together. Mm -hmm. Now, I think what what the the stance that this client took here, going back to his advisors, frankly, from my standpoint, was pretty adversarial. He kind of threw the them under yes. he kind of threw them under the bus a little bit, mm -hmm. um, which is is you know it's okay i think to do that sometimes but in this particular case i don't think that was the right approach so i didn't mean to cut you off there dad but this is um no, it's uh, important. i i think that was one of the the initial red flags yeah yeah and and it's an important point because when we meet a new family we don't know their advisors and again we have talked on our podcast in the past we we send out letters we have lunch with them we, we introduce ourselves spend time with them and we we develop a relationship this was already not going in the right direction. But but skip ahead. It worked out fine. He decided to uh, not work with this firm and work with the firm that we recommended uh, out of Atlanta. And it was going extremely well. Spent hours with the client, met the children, spent time with the two kids. Matter of fact, his daughter was working for him in the office and was going to be that next possible step in the family, although she was still very young. But he was still you know looking at her being you know, an important figure somewhere down the road in, in the firm um, and had a good relationship with her and, and seemed to be uh, um, developing um, with, her, with her maturity. 
anyway, so we, we spent a lot of time getting to know the two children and get to know this particular client. Michael, we probably spent 30, 40 hours going through design ideas, um, t- thinking about the key people he has working for him, uh, looking at um, valuation issues. Because New York real estate, if you're not familiar with New York real estate, Eric, it, it's one of those pieces of real estate like California. It just goes up. It just, mm-hmm. it just doesn't go down. And Manhattan's a very small island with a lot of real estate on it. So it's a very secure strategy. But but New York's volatile. It can go up and down. So valuation became a discussion on on you know on on the main burner to say, what do we do with that risk that he has with this valuation? Now, what came in this conversation was a strategy we offer bring up is doing an estate plan that says, why don't we take this asset you have and discount the value under the tax code and sell it to a trust that allows us to reduce the value for state tax purposes. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason why we did that, he had, now you're sitting down, he had a $60 million estate tax bill. Uh, the bill? we were talking about. Oh. <laughs> that if, when you, if you listen to our previous podcast, wow. estate tax is voluntary. Uh, the government gives you ideas and concepts to eliminate that tax through strategies. And they're mm-hmm. all legal. They're all part of the tax code. And he was in this world where no one brought him those ideas. So if he got hit by that beer truck in the city of Manhattan and he left his business to his two children, it would have been a catastrophic mess. He would have sell all the real estate because he had no liquidity to pay the tax. So liquidity became a focal point. Mm-hmm. And Michael and I went hours trying to figure out how do we, how do he manage his cash and how do we build liquidity? And we developed different planning techniques to, to address those issues. Mike, yeah, I'm going to pass it off to you and, and talk about the estate plan with the law firm because I think this is really where I think it went off the rails a little bit. So why don't you share with everybody that? Well, sure. And that uh, just to add to your comment on estate liquidity, Dad, because that is a very common theme we oh, yes. typically see as it relates to business owners primarily because they have a lot of their net worth in tied up in the value of their company. Oftentimes, which is, as you can imagine, is not easy to liquidate. And it's the same with real estate investors. They have a lot of their net worth uh, tied up in real estate. So that was a very key concern for this particular client. Again, in the event that he were to pass away suddenly. And I think, as you mentioned, Dad, he was not married. So if anyone understands the estate tax code or perhaps some of the uh, conversations we've had on this topic in prior podcasts, when both spouses pass away, in a marriage and pass assets onto their children, that's typically when the estate tax is due. So the fact that this client was not married, if he were to pass away, his kids would have had to pay that $60 million estate tax um, and had very little liquidity with which to do that. So within are, nine are, months. Right. Wow. Right. So that, that really, uh, again, getting to, to why you passed the baton over to me, dad, is one of the things that I think the estate plan uh, sort of went off the rails a little bit. And you mentioned that we brought in our one of our specialists as it, as it relates to estate planning. He's one of the premier uh, estate and tax attorneys that we work with. Um, at, because if you recall from, from earlier, this client told us that he was no longer going to work with his existing legal teams after he approached them about those 19 ideas that we brought up that they didn't. He He gave us the green light to move forward with our recommended attorney. So we brought in one of our specialists to to work with him. And our specialist uh, flew up, um, met with the client, 
went through probably another three, four hour conversation with us and the client um, made up a, pro a proposal. Uh, client was ready to move forward with it, but he said, let me, I'm going to bring uh, or have this run by my uh, old legal team. I want them to take a look at it. So we went, okay. And you can imagine, <laughs> oh, no. you know, we, we, uh -oh. we were told that this was not, you know, he was not going to use this uh, legal team and he decided to bring them back in. So that created uh, a little bit of uh, obviously some adversarial nature because this law firm, uh, I don't want to say they didn't like us. I don't think we did anything uh, wrong per se, but I think they obviously, um, you know, had uh, some suspicions. I mean, let's, some let's suspicions. just put it yeah, they, yeah. they had bruised egos, if you will. So they uh, really were not cooperating, I think, with uh, with the plan that was put forth by our expert. Um, and and again, I think the the client was sort of stuck in the middle of creating this problem where, again, our job with families is to remove the family from the middle of having to negotiate all of that and sort of co coordinate the team together. And that became very difficult to do. So that, uh, that, that became, I think, challenge number one, um, just again, when it was started from the, the client really bringing up those 19 ideas and sort of throwing his legal team under the bus. I don't know if that was the best, uh, the best thing to do. And then obviously bringing them back in after the fact created a little bit more attention. So that was, I think, uh, strike number one, so to speak. Okay, so let me let me just say this: <laughs> if you get a new girlfriend, do you go to your old girlfriend and say, "Hey, does she look good?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Sorry, I think you're asking for trouble. That's yeah, what I'm hearing like here. I mean, you, you, you fire your legal team, <laughs> a new lawyer presents something to you, and you're like, "I'm going to go check with them." Hey, how did this guy do? The people that you just let go, or that you just berated because they didn't bring these ideas to you, what do you think they're going to say? Right. That's sorry. Okay. Continue. <laughs> yeah. And, and again, just to, just to, I'll just be real, real, you know, straightforward in our world, either you're in with us or you're out. Mm -hmm. There's no in between. And this started to get to be an in between kind of scenario because yeah. we were trying to protect the client because he, he was paying us. We we're trying to protect him from getting himself in, into a ringer with trying to and going in the wrong direction. Uh, based on what we're trying to build for him, mm -hmm. and he and he put these two law firms, butt heads together. It yeah. was like it was it was unbelievable to watch because the firm that we brought in was probably the most sophisticated tax team that we have available to us, and they work with people that would eat this guy for lunch, yeah. net worth wise. So very very successful firm that had magnificent ideas that that again agreed with some of our design ideas with this client and the law firm wasn't that sophisticated that we could see but yet they again the michael's comments bruised egos mm -hmm. felt like they were losing control of the clients they've known the client 20 years so they 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 got i think our client behind the scenes said listen we've known you for 20 years you don't know these these gentlemen out of new jersey you don't know this law firm so i think they he he, he put a lot of doubt in his client's mind where mm -hmm. he stalled. And once you stall, it kind of starts to fall apart. Yeah. In, in between that stalling, we find out that he fired his daughter. Oh, good Lord. That he had a big fight with her, fired her on the spot. So you start to see there were hidden family issues that we didn't pick up sooner, mm -hmm. <laughs> that there was a stress point somewhere in the family. And apparently the son was in college wasn't really looked at as being anyone who was going to be an heir apparent. Uh, just just put, went to a lot of parties and his, his dad had a lot of money and, and so on and so forth. So so it didn't have that 
cohesiveness as a family that we like to see to get that generational connection, get that focus for that client to say, I care about taking this net worth that I have and pass it to my two wonderful children and then beyond. It stopped along the way. Well, and you said he had two, he only had the two children, right? So now you've got a son who can't possibly take over everything because he's a partier. And then you've got a daughter who he's obviously fired and doesn't trust. So there really are a lot of options. And that's a, and that's a big, uh, again, maybe perhaps another red flag from my standpoint was uh, him not, I don't want to say asking, asking our permission before making that decision. Obviously that's his daughter. He can certainly uh, do that, do how fire her if, if that's what he wanted to do. But really to not consult us was a little bit uh, of the antithesis of, of sort of our role as mm-hmm. the family CFO, because that can certainly create family disharmony uh, as it did. Yeah. And of course we're in the midst of trying to build this plan, this business succession plan with her as possibly uh, a, a key component of that, and then also doing the estate planning that we just talked about. And so having that uh, hiccup, for lack of a better term, really derailed a lot of the planning that we were working with. But to not incorporate us into that discussion was, again, to, to your point, that sort of you're in or you're out. That's why when I mentioned at the beginning, families have to want to have us involved in that decision in order for it to really work, or at least to consult us or ask for our input on something like that, that, that from my standpoint, I think was a, a little disheartening. Yeah. And it's okay. If, 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 if we don't fit, we're, we're okay with that. But, but here's the end result of him not moving forward. And I, and I brought this up in the past, that $60 million state tax bill that um, unless he, he took our recommendations, which I don't think he did, he's still exposed to that, that, that potential tax. Mm-hmm. He could have done things along the way, but let's, let's leave it as a way. Let's say that number is the same. It's when you pay that tax, you destroy a history of someone because what's going to happen is if he passed away tomorrow, these kids would have to be forced to sell his real estate, mm-hmm. destroy a 60 year business, liquidate everything to pay the tax. There's no management team in place. They were had, they had outright control over everything. Uh, it, it would have been, it's going to be an absolute nightmare, but go back to that 60 million in taxes. It's not the taxes you would lose. It's, it's the uh, ability to create wealth by not paying that tax generationally. Mm-hmm. So what would $60 million tax savings in a trust do for a family out two or three generations? It could be worth hundreds of millions yeah. easily. So, so when you talk about losing tax, you're losing not only the tax, you're losing the potential growth if you didn't have to pay that tax. Mm-hmm. So our so our conversation is always around, you know, it's a tax that you, you don't have to pay. Let's 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 save that tax and let's put on the balance sheet of the family and let's let's skip it generationally without paying uh, any tax at all and have asset protection as a theme as well. So so when you when you look at this this family uh, makeup, matter of fact, one other thing I'll say about this particular client, really, really nice guy. When he started to realize he had to give things away to this trust that we talked about mm-hmm. with him, uh, he got a little self-centered. I, I don't know if I want to give it away. I'm 78 years old and I need it <laughs> mm. but because his liquidity was important to him. So we st- all these things started to pop up in, this, in, in our relationship with this client that, again, those red flags started to pop up. And eventually um, we, all, we all walked away from the scene and we, we wished him luck. And I hope he found someone that he could work with to fix his problems because he had some major, major issues. But but I'll, I'll I'll say one other thing: a lot of the families you come across have that scenario, because they there's not a 
focus on how do I prevent those taxes from being paid? How do I secure those assets generationally? How do I protect my family? It's amazing. We said it before. We're not surprised that multi, multi high net worth families are worse off than, than the average family because they have more to lose and they don't have a focus on options to deal with it. And they just say, well, I'm going to live forever. I'm going to be okay. I'll let someone else worry about it. Well, that's a big problem. So as you can see, we're, we, we kind of get into that niche where if you're in, we're in. If you're not, we're not. And that's, mm-hmm. how, that's, that's the breakdown. I don't know, Michael, if you have any additional thoughts to that. No, I think that was perfect. I, I think it goes back to a question we've mentioned quite a bit on this podcast, which is how do you want to be remembered? And we asked him that question. And he had all the right answers to that question from, from our standpoint in terms of, okay, this is, this is a, a guy who cares about his family. And I'm, I shouldn't say that he didn't care about his family, but that really was saying the right things. Um, and it just turned out to not, not be that case in reality. I think yeah. to your point, Dad, I think when he had to talk about transferring assets out of his ownership, although he, he still retained a good amount of control sure. over the assets that he was transferring because of the creative design um, that our attorney brought up, it, 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 he just wasn't comfortable with that. But that's really why that shirt sleeves to shirt sleeves proverb exists. That's where the challenges are is for families of wealth is if they want to avoid that wealth created and lost in the span of three generations, they really have to roll their sleeves up and and get to work with some of these other topics that I don't think this client was ready for. Yeah, we just picked up a couple of new families locally here and they're on the younger side. And one of the gentlemen, uh, after a few hours speaking with him, he said to me that he's brand new to us. We haven't even gone through any planning with him yet. We haven't done a lot of sophisticated uh, designs yet. We've had discussions on a lot of issues. He's right in tune with them. But he said something that was very telling. He said, you are exactly what I'm looking for. I want someone to take care of my family when I'm no longer here mm-hmm. that I can trust. Mm-hmm. Because my wife has no clue. My children have no clue. They're all young to deal with all the stuff. And I do have some good people around me, but they don't do what you do. So I need you. Yeah. That's the client we look for. Someone who gets it right in the beginning saying, I get what you guys do. And he said to me, uh, in a, in a conversation, he said, these other two firms I was speaking with, John, do you know them? I said, yes, I do. He said, what do you do differently than they do? I say, where they stop, we begin. Mm-hmm. He goes, perfect answer. But it was a true answer Yeah. because you could go out and find anyone to manage your money. You could find a good law firm to create good documents for you. You can go out, find a good CPA to help you with taxes. That's not what we do. We are the next layer above that. And, and people don't know this structure exists, but when they, when they figure it out, they say the same thing as this client said, I need someone like you because I need someone my family can trust because they're going to go through life and not know who to ask questions to. I need you guys in this loop. And this guy's not even 40 years old yet. Yeah. Wow. That's, and that's fantastic because he's starting off with a solid foundation and yeah. you, you guys know my history. We've talked about it on the podcast, off the podcast, yeah. but I'm a behaviorist. I, I was paid for over a decade to observe and describe behavior and learn very quickly to understand people's motives and, and actions and so on and so forth. And I'm not going to judge the gentleman that you're talking about, uh, th- that it didn't work out with, but the behaviors don't show that he's concerned about his children. And, and that's one thing that I'm, I'm taking away from this. He may love them, but to, to not be concerned about what would happen if he passed and they had to deal with that 60 million, forget the 60 million. How about the relationship between the son and daughter? 
I want to, and, and everybody on this podcast currently is a father. So I think that we would all agree we want the relationships between our children to be harmonious and to be solid and strong sure. and to put your children, since there is no other heir in this picture, put your children in a position like that where they then have to sell all the build or, you know, a large portion of the buildings, pay this tax burden and deal with all that and have to agree on everything without any guidance or somebody to be in that mix like you guys are for your families. That, that speaks volumes to me that he was, I don't know, one of you said self-centered maybe or a little bit selfish. He, he really kind of spoke the right things at first, but then his behavior showed something else. He so, came out of the closet. Yeah. yeah. With the, with the reality of who he really was. Yeah. And, and again, super nice guy, very successful man. I mean, very popular. I mean, everyone loved him. I mean, he had all the, actually Michael, I talked that we thought he was going to be one of our best clients here in the mm -hmm. East coast because, of, because of all the conversation we had hours of conversation with him yeah. because we dedicate a lot of our time to our families. You already know that mm -hmm. hours we spend because you need to create that relationship. But here's the bottom line. We can't drag you across the finish line. You want to have to get there. Yeah. And that's, and that's, the, and that's the messaging. We can't drag you there. We can only suggest, recommend, show you considerations. We'll never tell you what you have to do. It's going to be your design, your decision, but, but I can't force you to do that. You have to say, I want to take action and fix it. If you don't yeah. want to do that, we, we're not going to drag you there. We just, we'll back off and say, you're not really ready for us. And maybe that's a timing issue or you're not in, in the right spot yet. Mm -hmm. And that's also a timing issue, but you know, it, it's, it's important that you recognize we, we spend a lot of time with our, with our families and we just can't have it, you know, someone not being that honest with us saying, you know, I'm a, but you're really B. Yeah, absolutely. That makes sense. Okay. Guys, this is a fantastic podcast. Thank you so much for being very, very open and honest about this process and kind of what, what you guys went through and you know, the, you just added to your experience. Uh, Michael, do you have any closing thoughts for today's podcast? No, I, I hope everybody stays safe out there. I think as we're recording this, things are starting to open up, uh, particularly where we are on the East coast in New Jersey. So I hope everyone listening out there is staying safe and, and, uh, best to your families. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much again for spending time with me today and, and uh, sharing the story. Pleasure. Pleasure. Thank you. You bet. And the last thank you always goes to you audience. Thank you so much for listening to the truth about wealth podcast with John and Michael Paris. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below this way. When John and Michael come out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it so much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thanks for listening today. For everyone at Copper Beach Financial Group, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Truth About Wealth podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Copper Beach Financial Group. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. This material is for informational purposes only. Neither APFS nor its representatives provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Please consult your own tax, legal, or accounting professional before making any decisions. Securities offered through American Portfolio Financial Services, Incorporated, 
a member of FINRA SIPC Investment Advisory and Financial Planning Services offered through American Portfolio Advisors Incorporated, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Copper Beach is an unaffiliated entity of APFS and APA. Any opinions expressed in this forum are not the opinion or view of American Portfolios Financial Services Incorporated APFS or American Portfolios Advisors Incorporated APA and have not been reviewed by the firm for completeness or accuracy. These opinions are subject to change at any time without notice. Any comments or postings are provided for informational purposes only and do not constitute an offer or a recommendation to buy or sell securities or other financial instruments. Readers should conduct their own review and exercise judgment prior to investing. Investments are not guaranteed, involve risk, and may result in a loss of principal. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Investments are not suitable for all types of investors. This information may not be representative of others. There is no assurance your experiences will be similar and no assurance of financial success.